Uh, anybody have any questions for her? Let us let us know. Speak now forever. Hold your peace. <laughs> I have a question. What? Um, what? What advice would you give to uh, the younger generation uh, to keep, you know, to uh, to keep this fight going? What, would you have a study? Um, oh, sorry, I'm busy. I have to call later. Goodbye. No, what'd you say? I said, uh, what what advice would you have for for the younger generation to you know the, to uphold this baton? What books would you have us study? Um, what people would you have us study? Learn first. First, I'd have you get Anthony Browder's book, Nile Valley Contributions to Civilization. Have you ever read it? No, ma'am. If you haven't read it, if you haven't read it, get it and read it. It will blow you away. Then. I would get this book, The Rage of a Privileged Class. And if you don't read any of the rest of it, read the chapter that is entitled, A Dozen Demons. These are 12 things that black males go through on a daily basis. Everybody needs to read this book. What is it going again? What? Rage, Rage of a Privileged Class. Here it is, Ellis Coe's. It's absolutely fantastic. Read the dozen demons. It will it'll teach you things that you knew in your head, but you didn't really realize. You never seen it in writing. And then, because we've been so badly mis misled in this country, get this book, The Color of Law. Whatever you do, get this book, The Color of Law, by Richard as Richard Rothstein, and you will you will realize that the segregation that we have in this country. The vast majority of it is simply because the people who write the laws believe the myth of race. They actually believe that there are three or four different races, and so they write laws to reflect that belief. It's time to get over it, people. There's only one race on the face of the earth, but you won't realize how this works until you read this book, and then you'll be absolutely, absolutely shocked and angered. You have to do it. You have. We have to educate ourselves in order to have a better deal than we got right now. Or ask also, go to my website, Jane at JaneElliott.com and download the printed learning materials. The first one is a set of typical statements the white folks make that think they aren't racist. Go through those and read them and check the ones you agree with. Then read the clarifications of the typical statements and it'll tell you why you ought not to be saying them. Come on, get over it. Then read the commitments to combat racism. There are 18 things on that page that you can do to change the level of racism in your home, your family, your community, and your state. It's time to put a stop to this. There's a way to do it. And then read every book on the bibliography. Hold on, y'all, hold on, y'all. Thank you. Uh, let Tiffany go. Hi, this is Tiffany Miss Elliott. Um, as a educator, I wanted to know how do you feel about I'm not hearing her. You, I'm not hearing you. Hello. May everybody mute their phones. May everybody mute their phones. Hello. Hello. I didn't hear you. What did you okay. say? Hi. I'm sorry, Miss Elliot. Um, I've been watching your uh, practicum for years, uh, especially on the brown eye and blue eye uh, child that you did on your students and you did like a follow-up with them. But my question is, how do you feel about African-American students who are constantly being placed in the most restricted environment, especially black uh, males? I wanted to know your uh, 
you know, your thought on that and any feedback that you have so that I can take that to my peers um, in the fall. When you're, when black students are treated differently from the way white students are different, you've got a racist teacher in the classroom and you need to inform her that she or she, he or she is, that you see what's happening, that it's not the kid's fault that the kid's skin is different from her own and it, her, the fault, the, the fault is in the teacher who doesn't recognize that every one of those children is equally human and has the right to be treated equitably. It, and another thing you need to teach your kids and you need to teach yourself this, we are not equals. We are only equal in the eyes of God. However, we are guaranteed equality, equitable treatment, equal treatment in the constitution. And you insist that the children in your school, whatever their color are treated equally. Whether or not they're equals, they deserve equal treatment and they have, and parents have a right to demand it. When some teacher steps up, stands up in front of a classroom and says, when I see people, I don't see people as black or brown or red or yellow, I just see people as people. Some, eventually some parent is going to tell their child to stand up and say, you left out white is all right, you see white? And some teacher is going to say, I don't see color. And some kid is going to be empowered to say, I know you don't, or if you saw color, you wouldn't have your hair that color. It's time for people to realize that these are racist statements and we need to take, we need to take them out of their vocabulary. And when some person says to me, I'm biracial, I just got a, a letter from somebody <laughs> saying that their child is mixed. Well, which of their parents came from outer space? Because if they both came from earth, you aren't a mixed race. There's only one race on the face of the earth. It is these statements, multiracial, biracial, nonsense that keep this situation alive and keep it growing and keep it healthy we have to put a stop to the kind of racist language that we're using we don't even realize it's racist listen to this one have a here's a set of commitments to combat racism but listen to these second statements if you could just get people feeling good about themselves there would be less racism are you telling me that donald trump doesn't feel good about himself you know he does he feels like he's great it's time for us to stop making that kind of excuse for racist behaviors. It's time to force people to watch their language. I agree. Can I ask a question? Sure. How you doing, Miss Elliot? My name is Hollis Blake. Um, How do you do? I'm not hearing any sound there. I keep getting muted. All right, we good? <laughs> I guess you do. Okay, <laughs> that's been cool. doing that right. to me for years. Hey, uh, I want to thank the people who sent me the, 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 the invite about the call because this was great because I'm an educator as well. And this is my first time ever hearing about you, Miss Elliot. And, I'm, and I have to say that I'm blown away by your courage and your truth and being really open about discussing these types of things. Because as an educator myself, one of the things I find uh, pretty detrimental is, an, is, is having instructors who do not know that they are affecting our children in a negative way because of their practices. And, and, and you said something critical earlier, and I wanna thank Rick for having you because now I have just met you. But what you said earlier was, how teachers don't even know and, and, and they're teaching kids and we have to get those teachers out. I mean, we have to go to no, school board no, meetings. No, 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 
No, we don't uh, have to get them out. We have to get them. We don't have to get them out. We have to get them educated. Yeah, that's they true too. Stupid. I'm with you that. I'm, I'm with that. Yeah, you can't. You can't. They aren't stupid. You can't fix stupid. You can true. fix ignorance. And true, some of the most ignorant people in our society are the people who call themselves teachers. Right. We've got to re-educate them so that they realize it, that we're all one race and they better treat children fairly. Everyone. And you said, them. and that's, you said something about equitable practices. Yep. Equitable practices. Teachers don't. We have to. We have to really make sure that it doesn't matter the color, but that we are doing everything equal for all the kids. We're making sure that every kid has equal opportunity. And I think that you are just one of the most dynamic people, man, to speak to that truth out loud. We have to teach to children's differences, and right. we have to recognize those differences, and we have to appreciate every child in that classroom because, look. Children are our most valuable resource in the United States of America. We are careful with our oil and our coal and our electricity, our power. We need to be more careful with our children. They are the most valuable resource we have. They are going to run this country in the next 30, 50, 60, 80, 100 years. We better start doing a better job of educating them as fully functioning human beings, all member of the members of the same human race. Hold on, y'all. Listen, man. Stefan is next. Say he. Hi, y'all. Last, um, Mr. Elliot, I. I listened to you for years. Also, uh, Ricky Ross, I've li watched you for years. Um, I was always paid attention to like the Iran Contra scandal. Um, and one of the things I noticed even in the past few weeks was that um, whenever we're talking about a lot of racial issues, um, a lot of people didn't know a lot of history. They don't know both white people and black people. Just a lot of people, we've been brainwashed. Like, why is there a high uh, economic issues in the black community. One of them was due to redlining that was happening. Another one was due to the GI Bill that was happened where a lot of black people did not get investments. Um, and so one thing I was asking is that, what do you think about a federal committee, a diversity committee that oversees public school textbooks, history textbooks? Because, you know, when I see all some of the textbooks in Texas, they were showing things like <laughs> Africans were migrant workers instead of being slaves, right? And so it's whitewashing. And I would suggest everybody to pay attention to one group called the United Daughters of the Confederacy that rewrote a lot of history in the South. Uh, the statues that we see that are being torn down, that they really try to push that uh, false narrative into American history. Um, so I'm also asking, what do you think about a diversity committee in the federal, um, like federal diversity committee to oversee uh, textbooks to know, how, okay. how, how are you going to change the people to choose those textbooks? How are you going to change the people to write those textbooks? Every one of those people that you would choose have been educated in the same way and with those same damn textbooks. What you're going to have to do is pick a group of people who are fairly intelligent, no matter what their color, bring them together and say, now we're going to teach you the history first. We're going to insist that you read Nile Valley contributions to civilization. You're going to give them give them my my bibliography, particularly the part about racism, and say before we're going to choose a text. Number one, we're going to stop having our textbooks published in Texas. That's the biggest mistake we make. We need to get the publishing of textbooks out 
of Texas. Now I have nothing against Texas as a place to live, but it's a real poor place to send people to publish textbooks because they'll, uh, and then you're going to insist that they all read this book so that they'll realize that the laws they're going to, the, the things they're going to put in place are not going to be put in place because of their ignorance about race. You've got to have people who know the real history. That means you'll have to send them for a course in history, the real history, instead of the hysteria that we teach today. We are not teaching real history. Make no mistake about that. In this country, in this country, social studies is anti-social studies. It is anti-social to teach that there's more than one race on the face of the earth and that only white males did all the discovering all the inventing, all the adventures were done by white males. They have left out all the thousands of black males and females and that made a huge difference before white people, before enough black people went north and faded so that they looked white. <laughs> we, have, we have done such a bad job of educating educators that if you're going to have a committee, you have to have a really special committee. Good luck with that. Yeah, maybe some things with more HBCUs to even watch that to look at that so it's more historically black schools to have that part of the committee be a part of it i yeah but you have to be careful about that several years ago while i was teaching we had to choose a new math text yeah so he handed us the math text that we were to choose and i looked for just a, just the third grade for choosing new math text and i looked at him and i took them all down to his office and i put them on the floor and i said now i won't use one of those texts my in textbooks in my classroom well why not they're the best there is i said all the people of power pictured in all those books mm. are white male and of course he's a white male sitting there behind his desk expecting me to say oh yes or whatever you want no he said well what shall I do I said you either find a different textbook or I'll write my own I can take the facts out of that textbook and put pictures that are real that have all kinds of people in positions of authority authority we mm. could write textbooks that are not racist if we chose to we choose not to and the reason we choose not to is racism is a money-making situation. If you can hire people for lower wages and pay, work them only less than 40 hours a week so you don't have to pay them insurance or other benefits, you can make a whole lot more money on those folks than you would if you paid them properly. And you, because they can't make enough money, you can force them into, into living in substandard housing. You can leave them there for a number of years and then when some middle-class people want to move into the neighborhood, you can have a real estate agent go in there and find somebody to buy up all those houses, put those people who are living in ungodly situations, buy them up, throw them out, and then put in lovely new homes for middle-class people. It's called regentrification, and we're doing it all over the United States of America. It's a money-making business. Racism is a really good economic plan. We need to get over it. Yeah, Richard, Read, read Robert Reich's book, The System, Who Rigged It and How to Fix It. Read that book this week. It's not a very long book. Read the book, The System, Who Rigged It and How to Fix It, and insist that anybody you put on your committee is familiar with that book. It will teach yeah. you things you didn't know about this country and things you don't want to know and things mm. they don't want you to know. Mm. Well, thank you. Did I ask? Okay, you're welcome. We, is that it? I appreciate your question. Thank you, I appreciate it. Anybody else got any, anybody else got any questions? That's it, y'all? No, I have a question. Ellen, we have to bring you back. Okay. 
I have a question. When will you okay, be back? Hi, Miss Elliot. Hi, Mr. Rick Ross. Um, I my question is. Um, wait, I, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. You have no right to be that beautiful and that young. That's not fair. Oh, thank you. Good and Lord. No one my age. <laughs> thank you. Oh, you're uh, right. <laughs> You'll never look you as old as I do because black you don't black, me. and you know it. Go on. What's your question? Okay, so like I agree with everything you were saying about. Um, how you instill, you know, values into children early on. I was taking a um, law class, and it was about breaching contracts. And my professor, he totally discouraged me because I was the only one and only female in our class. And he just switched the topic to why police officers are killing black boys. And I, and he, he said because he grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood and went to an all-boys white school and they were taught to kill anything that poses a threat to them. And at the time, he said it's a gap in the education system that has been for, for many, many years. He said before, during segregation and before segregation, we weren't even allowed to go to school, read or anything. So the force was built off all Caucasian males. So he said, um, when it came to diversity being being in place like um they had already built this mindset that was built on racism and anything that poses a threat was anything that looked different from you so he always told me Kalisha you can't be biased on every case he gave me and so I told I spoke up I said that doesn't make sense your honor because he's a judge and I was like the murder is taking someone's life is murder so how can you justify somebody's skin color being different and not say that's murder? I was, long story short, I was suspended for 20 weeks because I was passionate about what I believe in. And I have a brother who is wrongfully convicted for, for murder. And he didn't commit his been in jail for 15 years, serving a 55 year sentence. So he suspended me for 20 weeks based off that. And I felt like, why do I want to be part of a system that's broken? But it's not really broken. It's, it's designed to keep us broken. So I felt like this is not where I belong because you have to take an oath. Just like police officers, they take an oath to serve and protect their own. They don't take up to serve and protect us. And I want to know, how do we get into breaking down a system of racism that was already programmed for generations and generations. You go you go to historically black colleges, you find the money to get into an historically black college and you'll get a whole different perspective from p teachers who know what they're talking about and who know what the truth is. They are closer to the truth than any white college. They really are. They Most of them also believe that the, they are members of a different race, but they aren't. And within the next few years, we're going to have people who say there's only one race and we're not going to say you can't you can't succeed because of the color of your skin. Because what he was what he was saying is he was uncomfortable with the color of your skin. You can't change the color of your skin, but he can change his discomfort with you. And he can change the way he treats you. And he is obligated to do that. And so is every other teacher. I'm you know, I'm so sick of people saying it's because of racism. No, it's because of ignorance. And if we get over the ignorance, if we really start educating people, we can get over this. It's historically black colleges, to, to me, are the answer for people of color 
until white pale faces get smart. And that's gonna take a while, but they will eventually. They'll get smart eventually because they'll look at people like you and young black men and young black women and realize that they are the people who are going to be in power in the future. We'd better start treating them fairly today. It's too late for yesterday. And I got a letter from somebody this week that said, Black Lives Matter and uh, only one race is going to wipe out all the agony of our past lives. Well, I can't do anything about the past, but I can do something about the present to create a better future. We can't change the past. We can dictate the future. And that's what you young people of color, black and brown, are going to have to do. And not red because there is no such thing as a red man. Get over that too. Those people are brown skinned and they came from Africa just like all the rest of us did. So get Andrew Browder's stuff and then send a copy of that book to that professor and say, sir. And when I say sir to somebody after they've said something simple minded, when I say sir, that's an acronym for simple ignorant racist. They think I'm being respectful. But I'm really thinking, you simple, ignorant racist, sir, <laughs> you might want to read this book and get some education. Because any college instructor or any instructor at, at any level who behaved the way that one did deserves to be in another line of work. Exactly. Did I answer your question? Thank you so much. Thank you so much. You're most welcome. Thank you for asking. God, you're handsome. <laughs> You're a beautiful woman. <laughs>